podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to episode 117 of the Dishonomous Podcast. That's a bad episode, you know. Um, I'm joined by a guest, a special guest. What is your name, special guest? My name's Phoebe. Hi. Huh? <laughs> why, are you, why are you laughing already? Okay, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, young Phoebe, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm splendid. So, today we are talking about, what are you talking about? Prison. Okay, cool. So, what do you do for a living? I am a caseworker and I help ex-offenders into employment, which basically means that I um, I have spent two days in custody or in prison and then three days in the community. And I do through the gate work, which basically means I work with boys three to six months on release. And then I work with them in the community as well. So, they have some kind of continuity with the person they're working with. Um, yeah, and I work with them in, once they're released to try and help them get into employment. Okay, good. And how long have you done that for? A, a year and a year, April gone, so a year and a couple of months. Okay, cool. And how are you finding it? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, I love my job. Genuinely. That didn't sound convincing because you're you like... No, because you know there's so many different factors that make yeah. why you might love your job. Mm. And in the, in the sense of the people that I work with, the boys, the, cli- like the clients that I have, um, working with them and trying to help them move on to their next stage of life that I love that I wouldn't change for the world but obviously there's other parts of working that aren't always as enjoyable mm, such as targets targets like what so um, we work with a pay by results contract which basically means that when we do something with the boys we get paid um, which can be as simple as a sign up and then other worksheets that you might work through, getting them on a course, and then finally getting them into employment, we get paid for that. So you have a certain amount of targets for each month, um, and they reset every single month. Okay. So you need to hit your targets every month because you get paid a certain amount, which your organization is used to, and then every single month they reset. So that can be quite mundane because it's like playing a game on the same level over and over again. Okay, yeah. You can't clock it. It just... Same thing over mm, and over. Okay. So. okay. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't even know that you lot had targets in that. Yeah, of course. That matter to your pay. That's kind of mad. Well, um, it doesn't apply to my pay in the sense of I get salary, so I'm getting paid what I get paid anyway. But the organization's a charity, so they need funding and they need money for other stuff, building, mm. all that kind of stuff. So they use the money everywhere. Okay. Yeah, for you, for you. So you've been working in prisons for a year. So what what was your opinion on prisons before and now and what's your opinion on them now? Do you know what? I didn't have a strong opinion on them before. I just was, I just didn't understand. You know, you see those videos on Snapchat of people looking like they're enjoying themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's 10 men in a cell playing music. I'm thinking, what's going on here? But I, I don't know why. Part of me just didn't feel like that was real. I'll never, I'll never forget one video I saw of Brothers from Northwest. He had rollies on both wrists. <laughs> he had Jimmy Choo's. And he's like, room was kitted out with all different types of KAs. Mm. I was like, it's probably better than me. <laughs> and I'm free. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, obviously, I was thinking, how the, how the hell you got bus downs in jail? That's not a good answer. Like, 
when I first went in, I thought everyone was going to be banged up, which basically means behind their doors all day. Because mm. you hear you hear comments like 24-hour bang up or 23-hour bang up. So you're thinking, they're not going to be out. They're only out for one hour. Mm. When I got into prison, it was completely different. Like people walking around freely to, to a certain extent. They get something called search, which is basically social time where they kind of get to talk and chill and go outside and do some exercise and stuff like that. So basically they'll just be everywhere on the wing. Mm -hmm. I was not prepared. You should have seen me. I was basically inside my manager's skin because I was so scared. (laughs) How do do they receive you? I think, well, I'm not going to lie. Obviously I'm quite lucky. I'm a woman one. So I'm civilian staff, which is another thing. So basically obviously there's officers and then there's civilian staff. Civilian staff are people that they tend to see as someone who can help. Mm-hmm. So most of the time people are polite to, to, to civilian staff because they feel like they're going to get help. Um, then I'm black on top of that. So that's another thing that helps me be more received. I'm quite friendly when I'm in prison. Normal day I'm not that friendly. But yeah. um, because of the environment, you have to mm-hmm. be that person that's open. And then I see people that I know sometimes. So that's another way that people might know me. Because you might be friends with someone else I know, and mm. then like that, we just start saying hello to each other. Mm. One day we'll have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, if I was to ask you to guess how many people are currently in prison in the UK, what number would you give? Mm. Time is ticking. Twenty-eight thousand. Twenty-eight thousand. You're wrong. <laughs> it is in fact ninety-two thousand four hundred. Which is more people than that could fit into Wembley Stadium. 82,676 in England and Wales, 8,000 in Scotland, and just under 1.5 in Northern Ireland. These are all as the end of June, which mm. is like two months ago. Wow. So when you look at the trend for the change in population in prisons, what do you think is going up, down, or it's the same? Personally, I'd say up. Yeah. Okay, so you got this one right. Yeah, it's going up quite, 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 quite highly. Mm. Um, so if you look at the, um, the the Scottish prison population has almost doubled in size since um, 1900 mm. and has rose 60% since 1990. So that's crazy. If you look at the UK, uh, no, if you look at England, the population has almost doubled in just over 30 years. Mm. It's crazy. Anyway, some more statistics because you know this is the numbers and that. Did you so, hear that stat about how um apparently there's like a third of men in Scotland that have a conviction? A third? Mm-hmm. I had to look into that. I don't know what these Scotsmen are doing. Family. <laughs> are they that bored out there? So alleged crime costs the UK hundreds of millions of pounds each year, mm. and prisons have a minimal impacts, and prisons have minimal impacts on crime. Prisons do not act as a deterrent to crime. Would you say on your experience that you can agree with this? Yes and no, but mostly yes. Um, the only time I feel like it can act like a deterrent is when someone actually experiences prison mm-hmm. and then I think they're more likely not to come back. Does that make sense? Yeah, well... Obviously, I know people reoffend. Yeah. It can go either way. Like some people experience prison and they're like, geez, I don't, don't ever want to go back. Some people go and it wasn't as deep as they thought. Well, I was like, I'm going to see you back in a couple of months still. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of money you can make in prison. Go on, talk, tell us about that. Okay, so for any weed smokers, you can get a Benz, which is basically £10, equivalent of £10 worth of weed for £100 in the prison I work in. A what? Yeah. 
you're getting small little Zanko phones. If you've heard of a Zanko before, no, I'm good. You, <laughs> it's the small little tiny phones. You can get those for like 300, 200, 300. Yeah, smartphones are going for grand. Yeah, um, I'm which here. is fair. I feel like smartphones are grand out here, but obviously, no, no, no. I'm like people How- are selling iPhone fives for four figures. <laughs> Do you know what iPhone five is? I know iPhone five is like size of a Snickers bar. It's mad. Yeah. That, that's like whoa. We've gone about at least six phones since then. That's wild. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. So when you look at um per hundred thousand people, so if you take a hundred thousand people, about one hundred and seventy four of them will be prisoners. Do you think that's high or or not? One hundred and seventy four. Yeah. I think it's like a fair number compared to the number that you're saying. Yeah. So that's in England and Wales. In Scotland, it's slightly lower, 166 per 100,000. And in Northern Ireland, even though 96. Okay. So, I'm asking another question. Let me answer. It's what I'll say again. So, what do you think on average is the most frequent sentence? Like length. So is it oh. one year, two years, three years, four years, 17? What do you think? Six months. Okay. As at at the end of March 2019, the most frequent length of sentences has been served was was a determinate sentence of over four years. Whoa, what? Around 48% of the sentence population was serving this length of sentence. About a quarter of prisoners were serving sentences ranged between one to four years and around 13% had inter... No. In... in, What the word? What word is this? Indeterminate sentences. I'm sounding like a dumbass, but I've never seen that word before in my life. Prisoners in custody for violence against um against person, mm. VATP, offenses accounted for the highest proportion of prisoners at the end of March. So one in four prisoners are in there for violent stuff. Does that surprise you? No. Okay, cool. But sexual, theft, and drug. Sorry. No, I was just saying like violence can Happen, like, just like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fair. Sexual theft and drug offenses accounted for between 12 and 80% of the recent pe- people in office were in jail. So it doesn't surprise me that there's violence is the reason. And I think it's something that's easily, what's the word I'm looking for? Easily traced. Like if you fist somebody up here and they got a broken nose, like you could take your broken nose as evidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you Catching on CCTV or if you shot or use a sharp objects, like, makes sense. Do you know what I find mad, yeah? Random. Mm. How, like, people could, like, have a fight and one person gets fierce up, but they go to police and you could actually end up in jail for that. What do you mean? As in? Like, you can go to jail for, like, um, grievous body harm and that type of stuff. Like, that's... <laughs> what you think is like it should be normal? Like, you just got fist up, like, do you <laughs> know what I mean? No, but okay, if it, okay, if it, I think if it's a fight, like, you just lost in it. Like, that can't go show if you lost the fight. Like, what's that about? Like, I could call the fence. But obviously, if you just gone and attack somebody, I understand that. I'm not gonna lie. If, if I lost the fight, I need I need some kind of, you know, retribution. Someone needs to pay. Yeah, someone needs God, to pay. But I just be out here losing fights and people walking scot free. Yeah, but I'm not trying to go to I don't know, like the police. <laughs> to the police. But, and I'm now and I'm now going to court wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> Look at the person that punched my lights out. <laughs> That's bad to me. I'm sorry. It might be toxic, but nah, man. Let's get a baseball bat. Okay. Another question. Okay. Out of 100%, so did, okay, doesn't make sense. So, what percentage of the prison population do you believe are female? 12%. It is, in fact, even lower. 5% of the prison population was female, 
down from 17% in 1900s. So there's, so as of, so in 19. Hundred, there were 152 male prisoners per 100,000 population. This rate has increased to 339, blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And there's 27, there's 27, now there's 16 women per 100,000 women. So let's say you, let's say you get a young, I don't know, if for some, if, I don't know, England's women's team played in Wembley against America and it was a sellout and it was just only women, only women allowed, yeah. Only like 12 of them. That's, that's the, Ratio, which is shows that raw men are doing way too much crime compared to women, which doesn't surprise me. What do you think? Okay, I've got a list of the top ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of nationality of prisoners, foreign. This is foreigners. Yeah, so not British. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the, the foreigners. Yeah. What do you? Th- Let me see if you can get. Mm, I'll give you five, temp, five attempts to name some countries and I'll see if they're on the list. And then obviously, if they're higher, I'll give you accolades. So go on. I'm going to go Poland. So Polish. They're in fact so, the second on the list. They're second? Mm-hmm. They make up 9% of, for, uh, of foreign prisoners. Okay. You've got four more. Jamaican. Yes, they are. Jamaican is fifth on the list, 5%. When, is this just England? Yeah, this is, yeah. So outside of England, that's so Ireland. No, 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 no. Forget that. No, okay. you're right. You're right. Ireland. Ireland are fourth. What am I talking about? Of course, Ireland. Are. I don't want to Northern Ireland. Yeah, Ireland are fourth. So you're free for free so far. Ooh, okay. Where them man from? Oh, where them <laughs> man from? She says. No, there's a batch in prison. I can't remember what country they're from. What part of the kind of world is it? Eastern European. Okay. Um, oh, where are they from? There's a batch of them. Oh my gosh, I cannot remember. Okay, give me your guess because you'll just take a long now. Okay, let me be done. Go on. Okay, so the number one is Albanian. I think it's them. Number two is Poland, Polish, mm. then Romanian, then Irish, then Jamaican, then Lithuanian, then Somalian, then Pakistani, then Portuguese, mm. then Nigerian. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the, in terms of age, the proportion of offenders between ages of 21 and 29 has decreased over the last five years, accounting for 34% of the population, which is, which is a lot higher than I thought it would be. I don't, think, I don't think they'd be that high. Actually, no, 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 no. no. After, you can't be that post-phase, like, still in jail. Unless you've got a big bird, because that's a bit nuts. <laughs> it happens. It does, uh, yeah. So... The ethnicity, when you look at ethnicity of prisoners, I'll just get all the stats out where we could talk about more mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Ethnicity of prisoners, when you look at the prison population, um, it is about 70%. And if you look at Asians, about 80%. So when you look at this figure, and it's got like, you can see the prison population compared to the general population. Mm-hmm. So... The general population for the UK is about 90-something percent. When you talk about um, white British, prison population is 30 percent. When you look at mixed people, you get more mixed people in jail than they are in terms of their proportion to society. Asians, pretty similar, pretty equal. Black or black British is significantly higher makeup. So why do you think that is? So 
the non-white population is overrepresented within the prison population. So 27% of prisoners are non-white, whereas 13% of the society is non-white. Um, I have my own theories on this because if you're a migrant, if you're non-white, you're more likely to be a migrant. Yeah. And when you're a migrant, you're more likely to be of working class. You're more likely to be um, in regions that, or areas, should I say, environments that are not as wealthy, more low income. So you're... What's the one I'm looking for? Your proximity to getting them into in terms of crime and situation shouldn't be in is a lot higher mm. than everybody else. So that's my theory. I'm assuming you agree with my theory because it's, it's correct. I agree. Okay, cool. Do you, from your experience, do you think prisons are overcrowded? No. No. I, as in, yeah, no, I think they're understaffed. They're understaffed. Mm. Get into that for me. Go on. Um, prison officers work hard. Mm. Their job is, their hours are long. They do like 12 hour days. They start like sometimes quarter to seven, finish at 10. Some days, obviously different shifts. Um, but their job is hard and they don't always have enough people. Mm. There's, it should be, the prison I work in, it should be, I think, two officers per landing. It's never two officers per landing. And yeah, it just makes it dangerous. You've got less response time. What do you mean by make it dangerous? You, you've got less response time in terms of if something was to happen. If there's five landings and someone's downstairs and there's only you, then you're in the middle. It's very difficult for you to stop that situation from completely kicking off. Mm -hmm. Of course, you ring the alarm and people will be around. People are never too, too, too far. But it's just sometimes there's not as many as I, I feel like they need. Mm -hmm. And there's times where they sometimes this person came off because there was a fire and they got injured and do you get what I mean? All that kind of stuff that people don't think about. I think, um, yeah, for me, I think they're quite understaffed. Okay. That's, that's just like the NHS. Mm. Understaffed. So, the cost per prisoner is actually pretty high. So, the average direct cost per prisoner, if you look at 17, 18 figures, in England and the world, is about £24,000. So, but taking into account all resource expenditure, the overall cost is £37,000. Wow. That is a lot of money. Per? Per personal, yeah. Boy. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Do you feel like... Um, okay, so... What do I want to talk about next? Do you feel the, um, the facilities in the, in the prisons that you've seen are adequate? No. Only because the one I work in has like cockroaches. And if a prison is quite old, they will have cockroaches and just things won't work as well as they should. But there is some prisons that are private, that are more newly built. Them ones I can't lie. Some of their facilities are What's nice. What's between private and um, public prison? Um, one's public. So it's with the government. And then the other ones, um, I think Serco is the one who runs them privately. I think it's Serco. It might not be. Okay, well, I'll, I'll fact check that. I'll put them in the notes. So, how do they decide who gets sent where between public and private? Do you know? No. From what I know, people bounce between Both. all of them, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, so we're going to, let's, we could talk about just, we can just have more conversation. It's enough of the stats now. Mm -hmm. So, I want to talk about two things, yeah. Um, how we, how society views prisoners, um, how they're treated when they're inside. And also, do we think prison has like? Do you think tougher sentences 
work. So let's talk about the tougher sentences. Do you think tougher sentences work? In your experience, from what you've seen, the areas you've grown up in, what do you think? No, I don't think they do. Um, I feel like if prison fully fulfilled what its purpose was, then it would make more sense. But at the moment, I don't think it does. So tougher sentences are not stopping people from doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, from the research that I've seen, tougher sentences make no difference. They don't really make any um, real impact onto, onto anything, really. And what was it? Okay, so this is quite interesting stat, yeah. Only 25% of prisoners enter employment on release and their children who had been separated from them are more likely to offend too at some stage. Mm. Well, yeah, I get that. Because obviously the what I do is help people into employment. So yeah. um, you see, not everyone gets there. It's not many that actually go and just fully get into a job straight away. So what's the average time? Just just give us an estimate from what you've been doing. What, what... As in how long will I be working with someone on average? No, I mean like... So let's say the, on average, prisoner X gets released. How long does it take them to get a job on average? Would you just say? I'm just talking about strictly your experiences. I'm not trying to ask you to give a. Um, it's difficult only because it depends on the industry that you want to go in. Mm. So a lot of people come out and they just want to do construction because they know it's easy and they heard that the money's decent. Mm. So if you're going to go do that, it's pretty straightforward. Within two months, I think you could be in a job because mm. they're taking ex-offenders a lot. Mm. It's very popular, but. So then let's say you want something that's a bit different, maybe something that's a bit more academic, not as practical. It can be quite diff- very difficult. Mm. I've seen boys wait and wait. So. When you say wait, wait, what time are you talking? Yeah. Blood clot. But people come out of uni and wait a year. It's true. It's true. That's what I always have. I feel like sometimes they come out and they're a little bit entitled because you're helping them. They feel like, um, it should be easy for them to get a job, but mm. they don't understand that. First of all, you've come out with no skills. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's people that have fully gone and got degrees and are still in lab books. Mm. Yeah, it's hard for everyone. Yeah. But sometimes they don't always yeah, sure. think about that, especially the young ones. Oh, that's because they haven't had that many life experiences. Mm. Okay, cool. So, quick question mm. Do you think pr- people, prisoners, should be allowed to vote? In elections Yeah I just feel like I don't Sometimes I feel like Prison can treat people A bit inhumanely And Yeah I just feel like That it's gonna I feel like Maybe it's, you should be able to vote Depending on how many years you got mm. If it's like within a certain amount of years So you're gonna be out When it's gonna actually affect you Then I think that makes sense mm. Because you want As in you're trying to teach them How to be part of society yeah. So you can't take things away from them mm. That Everyone has. I just, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so prisons are meant to do few things. Retribution. So essentially, you should be punished for the crime you committed against the against the state against Wakanda. There's also <laughs> you're meant to be rehabilitated. Yeah. Reformed. And there's another R that I can't remember. But okay, we we'll have to run with the three R's for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, not not enough from just from the outside looking in. And I've had conversations with you. There's not enough emphasis on rehabilitation and reformation. Mm. Even from society, I feel like society just wants people just to be punished for crimes. And I I understand that obviously if you commit a crime, you're going to jail, 
essentially certain, your rights have been removed from you because you've obviously violated the rules of the state. But I feel like these people are going to have to come. Well, in most cases, they're going to have to enter society again. They have mm-hmm. to come and enter and be functional, functioning members of society. They're going to abide by the laws. I believe that you, I think it's in our best interest as a society to have these people prepared to slot by then. And I think, okay, let's say for example, yeah, I am 29 now, yeah. Let's say, God forbid, bad thing, I go to jail next week, yeah. Fam, I should be allowed to vote because I've been paying tax since I was. <laughs> if you buy something, you're paying tax more often because you're paying VAT. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like just income tax, I've been for several years, I've been paying income tax. And what, man telling me I can't vote in the next election because obviously a man robbed a couple couple bits. <laughs> but oh no, just aside, I, I I think that everybody should be have a right to vote. Mm. Um, and I feel like these people, once they come out, they need there needs to be it has to be on as seeming, seamless as possible. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, obviously certain certain crimes like, I feel like listen, you should never see the light of day. Like I feel like if, I feel like if you're a rapist, you should never see the light of day. You should just stay in that jail until it's time for you to go meet your maker and then God could decide what to do with you then. But more often than not, I feel like if you commit a crime, once you come out, I think society should give you a second chance. What do you think on that? Um, I think everyone should be given a second chance. Some people are on their 10th chances, I can't lie. Some people are on their 10th <laughs> chances. Um, Some but, people come in and out of, in and out of flipping jail like it's, like it's a festival. Yeah, the only difficulty of giving people a second chance is that you put other people at risk. That's true. So, so let's say like someone who's a rapist or a sex offender, you put them at risk. But then sex offence is such a wide, yeah. broad offence. It can be as small as peeing on the side of the road, having sex in your car with a consensual partner to actually raping someone. So You, got, you ain't going to jail for, for blowing somebody's back out in your car. I don't know if you you will go jail, but it will definitely be on your record, mm. and it'll be done as a sex offence. That's kind of a man having a sex, having been a sex offender. Like, <laughs> but there's so it's, it's such a blurry line. There's people that are maybe someone's fifteen, someone's sixteen, and they have sex, and yeah. then someone's mom gets mad and boom, yeah. rape underage as well. Mm. Just like that. So I I can't write off a whole section. It's either everyone or no one. I can't lie, rapists are getting written off. Yeah, but that's you you we can't walk around basing everything on our moral on our I know, personal I know. moral compass. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying for me, innit? I'm okay, just saying for yeah. me. And this is I was quite ira- say, that's not fair. Yeah, I said it's quite it's quite irrational, but I'll affirm that. I I'll, have crimes I don't like, like rob people that rob. I really don't like that. What so if I yak an iPhone, I shouldn't No, I'm not gonna lie. I am not really ah, uh, no. Can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not gonna lie. Because you're so out of order Like someone's minding their business <laughs> On their phone You know Normal citizen It's not like they even got Big money like that yeah. You just take their phone Out of their hand Mid conversation Come on yeah. How much of an inconvenience It is <laughs> to not have your phone Yeah no it's true. And you're just there Robbing Picking people's No I don't like that I think yeah. And it's not ballsy either Do you know what I mean You've yeah. come on a motorbike Behind someone You know they're caught off guard There's oh, that Fly kick you off that bike. No, it at first takes bikes a bit of time to speed up. Yeah. <laughs> that window, if I catch you, is all over, Jackie. Um, I hate that. Yeah, I'm just gonna say again. So, um, you've worked in this industry for some time now. Mm-hmm. So, explain some of the difficulties you face when that you and your clients can face when both of you lot are doing the right thing. But is there certain times when the system gets in the way? 
Yeah, 100%. I feel like, depending on where you are in your sentence, it can be quite difficult to rehabilitate sometimes. Like, I will work with boys who maybe are on remand. Mm -hmm. And that means that they're still waiting to be um, found guilty or not guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're on remand, there's not really anything for you. You're basically just in midair. You know, no one wants to yeah. yeah, no one wants to work with you because you're not sentenced. So mm. I don't know what I'm doing with you because you might go home or you might stay. Mm. So people find it difficult to What's do. What's the longest you've ever seen somebody being on remand for? Months. They they love moving that court date. Maybe maybe one that I've seen is like eight, nine months. That's wild. Coming up to a year, people in a year on remand for a year and stuff like that, yeah. And that's just them pushing the date back. We're trying to find more evidence and stuff like that. So what if it comes out, yeah, that nah, we got this wrong. So what happens then? You go home. Sometimes you can get compensation, but most of the time, if like let's say you if you have another conviction, I don't think you do because it's like, well, we had a reason to think that. Big man, I wasn't there, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear, I don't have a re- listen. See that turn down in the street, I'll be there every day. <laughs> you mean you can slap me in jail for nine months? That, that's, that's a maternity cycle you know? <laughs> I could have had a child In that period of time No 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 You're compensating me 100 bags yeah, Per month yeah, no, no 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 no, That's mad um, So Okay What are questions I'm trying to think of What listeners want to know So let's say Okay cool I, With your clients yeah mm-hmm. So you work with Under 25 isn't it Mainly yeah Mainly under 25 So Let's say you pick up like If I was to get 10 random boys yeah mm-hmm. How many of them Would you say Do you know what Despite what they've done, you think like, oh, that's that's a good person there. Eight or nine. That was a surprise me. That's what I thought as well. Do you how often and I wanted just just a genuine bad. Like there's some people you meet that it's not even that they're a bad person. They're just not at that stage of their life to make that kind of change, or they're not at a stage where they completely understand everything that they're doing. That happens a lot. Not as much as there is good boys. Mm. Don't you just get people that just, they know what they're doing and just, they're just doing it? Yeah, 100. But that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Did you get what I mean? If, if we're talking like drugs and stuff, people are selling drugs all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a, yeah, it's true. I think I'm more. My, my personal opinion, I find the drug thing so interesting because. Society looks down at drug dealers, but society also pams drugs. So I just, <laughs> I probably don't understand it. Like, I remember, I, I remember I had like a big debate about this. Yeah. So this is 2006, Mark Duggan times. Yeah. Mm. Mark Duggan times. Obviously, what happened to Mark Duggan? Rest in peace. And I remember like, I was having a proper big debate about it on Facebook. And then I think it was Facebook times. And also in school. Mm. And then I think when I first had Twitter, it came up and I had a massive debate with people. And it just makes sense. So a lot of these people are from a different, let's say a, diff, a certain demographic that that will remain nameless, redacted, redacted people. So when you're dealing with redacted people, sometimes the entitlement is so funny. So they're like, so I remember the next day in school, I was like, I can't, I was going mad. I was like, this is disgusting. Because I knew straight away, all the lies the police were saying, oh, he had a gun. I'm like, who comes out and starts taking shots at armed police? Mm-hmm. Like, there's one thing that men then run from and that's police. Yeah. And you shot some, you shot him and he's gone through 25 feet over a fence. It just didn't make sense. I'm like, listen, I've seen, no, no, no. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, he deserved it. I was like, what do you mean he deserved it? They're like, well, he's a drug dealer. I was like, we have a sentencing system for drugs. And far from where it's like a certain amount of years is not 
it's not execution. We don't, there's, there's no death penalty in the UK. And they're like, oh, but he shouldn't have been selling drugs then. I'm like, but I don't understand. You smoke weed every day. <laughs> you take pills. So if he wasn't doing what he's doing, you won't be, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like you're involved as well. Like why is the drug dealer deemed worse than the drug user? I'm not talking about, you, obviously you get some people that are addicted to drugs and then peril situation. But a lot of people just use, casual users. Even dr- addictions, they don't start, do you know what I mean? As an addiction. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But like, no, I mean like, I'm thinking fam, you lot out here pamming LSD, yeah? And then you're saying he's a drug dealer. You call your drug dealer every day. But yeah. drug dealers look different when they're different colours, and People treat them differently when they're different colours. But it's weird though, because I still also feel like drug dealers are still quite praised mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I think they're quite praised. By who? By society. Which society? I don't know. I feel like... Uh, you do though, you just don't want to say it. I'll, I don't mind. I feel like black people still... Put drug dealers on a pedestal. I think to a I, certain extent, out of, maybe out of all crimes, it's like known. It's deemed as acceptable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like something. Like, oh yeah, mad thing. Oh. I think maybe maybe it's just normalization. Yeah. In just yeah, maybe it's like certain. In, if you're coming from certain environments, especially part of inner city London, you're just used to it. And yeah. to be fair, I can't lie. Obviously, it's a crime, but to me, it's I don't know. You can't find it's thinking just demand the supply. You want this? I've sold it to you just because. Like my government said, no, nah, you can't do it. Like, it's the same. <laughs> like, cigarettes, it's a drug. It's just legalized. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel I, like I, it's a real job. I'm not going to lie. The skills that these boys leave with after being a drug dealer, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, and nah, they work too hard. Do you know their hours? Yeah. Unless they're bougie and they stop by 12. Yeah. They be all night. Yeah. That's long. Sorry, no one can ask me to come and do those hours. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, them proper. Proper slave trade contract. <laughs> Me. And they're up early and they've got to maintain their product and they've got to maintain their clientele. They've got to re-up. They've got to do their maths, their mental maths quickly. They've got to give the younger something. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't do I don't work that hard, you know. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I don't. Okay, I wasn't what else, okay, I was not asking you. Okay. Um we've been seeing a lot of knife crime, gang violence, blah, 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 talk, 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 talk. Yeah. So what's your exposure to, to it in prison? Do you see a lot of boys coming in from that type of on that type of reasoning Yeah I think One of the biggest reasons Which is so sad That I see My boys enter that kind of lifestyle Is somebody they know died So Their best friend Was killed Or Someone that was close to them In their vicinity Was killed And then all of a sudden They felt like there was a type of loyalty That they had to mm. Then act out And so obviously They go do something In retaliation And they get caught And then It's not even just that They go and do something They become involved Yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like you're chilling with people who all share the same pain as you yeah. and are pointing it to one direction. Mm. So so what type of work do you do with them to um, with, with those type of clients? So what do you try and work with them with? They're the hardest because as a caseworker, you're not equipped to do, you know, therapy or anything like that. But yeah, sometimes the worksheets that you do will poke at Pandora's box. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you're talking about stuff that they're experienced and you're going through like their life and you're, do you get what I mean? You're talking mm. to them. You're trying to help them see what their triggers are. You're trying mm. to help them see how did this come about? How did you end up here? Because you had ambitions at some stage. Mm. This is not what, what you wanted to do. Um, and you're having conversations with them that you can't fully walk them through. Mm. I, I can't walk you through your friend dying and you now seeing mm. the other side of that. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes when I'm having that conversation, it's just restarting those, that frustration. Mm. 
So, and then they have to go in their cell because your session is not longer than an hour really in mm. custody. So they go back in their cell and they're sitting there fuming sometimes. Do you think that, um, do you think that people like case works like you, mm. do you think they, um, your clients should be able to see them for longer periods of time? Um, I think the longer you work with them, the more influence you have over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the longer they have to kind of like feel your support and genuinely feel like you're actually there because you've been with them for a long period of time. Mm. If you've like, so how we get referrals is we do, um, sometimes we get referrals from probation or other prisons will refer people to our service. And those boys are normally the hardest to get in because you're basically doing a cold call. Mm. You're calling someone You're like I got your number from This person referred you Um, Do you want to come in And see if we can help you Are you looking for work Um, But when I've been working With my boys from prison They're like Miss I'm definitely coming out To check you Like I have to Mm. Because they have a different Level of respect for me And Mm. I've seen them Through their journey I've seen them at times Where they got beat up Or times where Mm. (laughs) They beat someone else up You know Mm. Or when they finally Get a little wing job Little things like that They mean a lot So Okay. Did I answer uh, your question? Yeah, it did. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a couple of minutes. All right. mm, what do I want to ask you? Mm. I don't know. Our questions, but do you feel like prison does its job? What do you feel like prison is supposed to do? Um, I feel like prison is supposed to do the things I mentioned: rehabilitate, um, um, reform, and obviously. Provide retribution Obviously if you're like On the receiving end of a crime You want there to be Some punishment yeah. Obviously when I see Certain crimes Especially things happen to children I just want a Severe punishment But at the same time You also want people To come out And be functional members Of society Yeah um, not, not everybody has The same opportunities Okay in most cases This is not an excuse But it's just reality Of the same opportunities mm. I think it on, on a philosophical level I think it's so mad When you think about it yeah? Let's say you've done a crime and people are telling you, listen, basically, you're off-road now. Mm. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you're, in, you're in jail. Your life is now semi-pretty much scripted. And there's nothing you could... That's that's nuts. Like, yeah. I can't imagine my life being scripted. Like, but yeah, I do, like but, regime and stuff. Yeah, so, but when you come out, now you have to adapt to having freedom to kind of... Well, some may say we're not free. We're all slaves. No. <laughs> well, <please laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't... <laughs> know what I mean? So... You come out and now you have to function again. And so mm-hmm. my thing is, maybe I'm a bit too logical, but I just want, I think prison should be a center where there's a high emphasis on rehabilitating people, yeah. working out where they went wrong and reforming people. And I also think, I know people are going to find this a bit mad, mm-hmm. but I think more money, and I need to do more research on this because prisons mm-hmm. is not my deepest topic. I need to work out how prisons work, how they're funded, all that type of stuff. Like I know the NHS. Mm-hmm. I feel like the facilities of prisons should be important. Like, I don't think that it should be... Obviously, nice. obviously, you shouldn't be... I don't know, maybe... Okay, you've done a madness. You shouldn't really have the same type of bed as me. And, like, you know, have like a nice double bed with, mm. with silk sheets. And I'm not saying that. Or on sweet things. Nah. But obviously, I think conditions should be decent. Yeah. Decent conditions. Good facilities. And just have more um, incentive on learning things. Mm. Like, I feel like you drive behavior by incentive. So... I, I can't think of the top of my head, but maybe an environment where you kind of engineer it that is in these people's best interest to go learn a new skill. Yeah. Or multiple skills. It's in their best interest to behave. It's going to be very difficult. Do you know what I mean? And their best interest to do things that when they come out of the situation they're in, they are less likely to reoffend because reoffending mm. rate is quite high. 
and they're more likely to become a function member of society because I thought you want society to be as tranquil as possible. Yeah. And you can't just be treating people like dogs in certain cases and then think, okay, cool. Yeah, and you're a dog now, now you're a human being. They're going to act like yeah. what you were treated for the last, let's say, ever since it's four years. The last four years you've That's been there. That's a long time. That's a long time, fam. That's a World Cup cycle. <laughs> yeah, I just think... Four years that. ago, wigs weren't popular. Yeah, I just think that... <laughs> <laughs> I just um, think that there should be more emphasis on rehabilitation. I think maybe after a period, because I do think that there needs to be that period of punishment. Yeah. Um, because people can't be getting away with things got free. If you get to prison and straight away you're doing rehabilitation, it's a bit. But you know, I think you there should be, be a period of punishment. But you didn't get away with it. You're in pen, fam. Like you're yeah. in pen. Like there's but, no bad bees in pen B. Like <laughs> you can't just go to the shots while this is going on. You can't. You don't. Like, I get that. I I think there should be a period of punishment, but then I think when it's coming towards the end of your sentence, there should be a heavy emphasis on rehabilitation only because if we want to actually reduce crime, you have to change. Okay, but you're saying that, but if you're saying, okay, cool, there has to be a period of punishment, what if they deteriorate so much in that period of punishment that they stray more to the side of, you know, outcasts? When it's time to rehabilitate, it's hard. It's going to be harder. Man has been headbutting people for the last six months and now you're trying to rehabilitate, man. I mean, people are, they're not getting rehabilitated now. Yeah, but... So, we're, we're, yeah, <laughs> do you get what I mean? So, yeah, but, but I'm not trying? saying that they shouldn't have that time. I'm yeah. definitely saying they need that rehabilitation because yeah. I feel like that's what's actually going to help reduce crime. It's what's actually going to help people come out and actually be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the difference with boys that I work with and sometimes just the conversations you have make a difference. So, yes, I think rehabilitation is important, but... You, it's not just going to go there and you're, you're good. You're doing courses and all. I don't think that you should do, th- I don't think it should be like that. I think there should be a period of punishment, then a period for rehabilitation, um, depending on your sentence. Mm. Because if you've been in eight years, you might need a, you might, you're going to need longer to rehabilitate. You might need like three years to rehabilitate. So at the end of the five years, you begin your rehabilitation process where it's like walking you through stuff. That's what I think personally. So, f- okay, so five years I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing this. Now I'm, resp- why do you think they're going to be, so what you is, think the whole The whole, whole thing yeah. should be because got, I think there should be a balance I think there should be more there's a, there's a, Yeah there should, I think but there I'm, should I'm be not saying more. I'm not saying Make jail centre parks Like man are getting massages And that Nah I'm saying <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean <laughs> like, Man are eating Man are going vaps as well At lunchtime Nah mm. I'm saying That the whole The punishment is the prison The pun- That's the prison Yeah like, I believe that too Because what, like you, You've seen it I'm going to go with you Like you've seen them Like mm. no matter what happens like even the people that managed to finesse this off a young smartphone. Yeah. Like, imagine like, let's say if you're a person now, yeah, and you're watching Afro Nation, I'd be for meltdown. <laughs> Fam, you're thinking, you have been deprived from women, mm. or if you're not a woman person, you're deprived from men or whatever you're into, yeah. that you have no access to that. Like you have friends and family on the outside. You have no, you have no real access. To, yeah, you know some I mean? of them, a lot of them have kids. Do you know what I'm and saying? that sort of stuff. And I, you find that, you might see someone on the wing and you think, oh, they're, so confident They're fine You know They're, they're riding their bird And they're mm. right But that like, you'll go on their file And you'll see stuff like Oh the night nurse and Noted that she saw him crying At night You know Stuff like that happens So often Where people are feeling it Yeah It's not nice As much as it may seem You know Not that, that deep Not that deep And you can be with friends at times It's still using Some people have to deep their sentences And be like This is actually a lot If you get slept over 7 Or 15 Or 20 even listen, I'm at work and, I, and I'm like, oh, fuck, something. 30 <laughs> blood. 
after being in this hellhole to five. Mm. Like, this is people's reality. They're in this place for months, years, some decades. God for yeah. that thing. Like, do you know what I mean? So, nah, man, I feel like that's, a, I thought that's enough of a punishment. No, I do like, think it I is. I think maybe, maybe for us on the outside, well, not you, because you've seen the inside, we take freedom for granted. I mean, but we're not doing anything to not be free. I know, but I'm saying that like, we, do, we, we don't understand how... Nice it is. Yeah, because it's, there's some people in certain countries, they're not free. Yeah, that's true. 100%. Some people can't even go on a young Google or Facebook. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> in North Korea, they'll tell them, yeah, we beat Brazil. These times, they held seven against Brazil. <laughs> like freedom like honestly like freedom is something that we should cherish no it well. is honestly and I wish like some of the younger boys I wish they saw that more because they be risking it all and For they what? don't always realise anything like remember one of my clients was telling me he's 19 um, and we were trying to help him see what kind of career he can go into and so we started talking about money because I was like okay Let's be realistic. What kind of money would make you consider coming off road? And he was like, 2,800 a month after tax. And I was like, okay, so what skills do you have? None. Okay, so what do you have that's warranting you to be getting 2,800 pounds a month? Do you have any kids to feed? No. Do you have any bills to pay? No. <laughs> So what do you need 2,800 pounds for? Drip. Oh. <laughs> a month. Drip, that is a lot of money. Listen. For someone with no skills, you ain't even live life. You ain't done anything to warrant you having that kind of money. Yeah. People are working hard for that kind of money. Mm. And technically they're working hard by doing what they're doing on road. Yeah. But, but they just see it as High easier. level risk. Yeah. The risk that they're taking is ridiculous. Oh man. People are doing dumb crimes. Like what? I think armed robberies are stupid, but that's just my personal opinion. I just feel like too many people get. I just see people coming in for that all the time. Why is it stupid? What do, what do they? Where do they rob? Do you know what? I think I get it, but you'll find like armed robbery with an imitation firearm. Please, what's going on? Do you- <laughs> <laughs> and they charge you like you know it was fake. It could have been. You might not even had a gun. You might have pretended that your phone was a gun. And they could do you for it. imitation fire. I don't care. I'm not going to jail. That's fine for you. But, but I, was, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I was drawing for an iPhone 10 that you're trying to tell me. Yeah, your intention was to cause fear. To, but you basically wanted them to think it was a firearm. Yeah, it's true. I know. But that's wild. Go to, go to <laughs> back it out. An invisible gun. Just stuff like that. It's just like, guys, you know, there's so many ways to make money these days. I think we're really lucky. We live in a generation where people are making money from everything. Mm. People are creating their own job titles. Mm. And yeah, there's so much opportunity out there. <laughs> there's so much opportunity out there. And I wish... Some of them would take it. Some of them don't know though. That's one thing I've realized yeah, that true. I didn't assume. Because when you're when I was growing up, I just I always knew I could go to uni, I could get any job I wanted. I don't think it was necessarily something my parents pushed in me. I just thought that was part of life as I was growing up. But so many of these boys are like, I was talking to one boy once and I was doing um some work with him basically, and I was just like, okay, where do you see yourself in five years? He's like, I don't know. And I said, okay, let's go one year. Did you see if I'm one year? He's like, miss, I've never had to think about this before. It's like, well, you're like, you're 20, 21. Mm. You're getting old, mm. okay? <laughs> you need to start making some serious decisions. And 
21 years of age and you've never had to think about where you see yourself mm. in the future. He was only thinking about today. Mm. Only thinking about the money he needed today. Um, he couldn't think that far. That's worrying. Or when you ask them, um, what can you see yourself doing? And they have no grid of what's out there. And another thing is because people are in prison, they assume that they only have to do construction and all that mm. kind of stuff. And they don't realize that there's still so many opportunities out there mm. for them, even with a conviction. Mm. So you can still go to uni. You know, some I'm talking boys that are young, 20, that are thinking that they're too old to go to uni or they've missed that chance. And it's like, people change their careers at 30. Yeah, sure. At 35, they decide they forget it. They want to do something else. You're always, you always have a chance and more of a chance when you're younger. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Young Phoebe. Cheers. Can I plug myself? Do you, do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, but seriously, not as a, not as bad one. Okay, go on, plug yourself. Well, um, I am looking for people if they do want to be like mentors or anything like that in different kind of careers. Because obviously a lot of people want to give back, but they don't feel like they have the opportunity or the space to do it. Yeah. Um, and if you are looking for anything where you can kind of like talk to a young person about um, different types of careers, it would be really helpful. Definitely, definitely. It would be super, super helpful because yeah, the more people we have, the better. 100. There's so many different careers that, so I help people into employment, but I don't know what architecture is like. Yeah. Sometimes you just need someone to give you a heads up and yeah. let you know, oh, do this and don't do that. Yeah. And in different careers, because I'm not always going to have that knowledge. Yeah, so well. um, I don't even have anything you can add me on. Oh, you can add me on Instagram. Instagram? No, should I give my my, my email? Yes. <laughs> Instagram see yeah, that twerking. Anyway, um, so I'll say email my personal email, which is p kagwa, which is p k a double g w a at hotmail dot co dot uk. Okay, I'll put that in the description as well and in the YouTube. You great. Well, thank you, and Thanks for make me. make sure that you like on YouTube. This on YouTube, I beg you, lot subscribe because subscriber numbers are looking bad. It's like. And I have more listeners than this. And I know you all have YouTube, innit? So subscribe, yeah. So just type in Dissonomics on YouTube. Subscribe. Oh, I should look in camera. Yeah, subscribe. Um, that's if you're still here watching it. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Subscribe on SoundCloud. No, follow on SoundCloud. Um, follow on Spotify. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, Trending Sundays. I think our next one's on the 18th. That's a neon party. So... Come in your neon colours. You don't have to come in, but it'll be nice and you take the young photos and that. Should be lived. Yeah, and also football fans, touch on Fracas live show, August 11th, somewhere in Vauxhall. Um, you can see us on Shubs or check out Touch on Fracas on Twitter or Instagram for the details. When we show in Arsenal, Newcastle, and Man United, Chelsea. It's gonna be food, music, and a food um food, hot food, drinks, live show, football. What more could you want? Yeah, but until Next week, if I manage to record a podcast on Avifa, peace.
Sports Social Podcast Network.